it's time to form your own third opinion. I know you're out there. I know you've experienced some pretty negative things with healthcare, and you're probably thinking, why would I listen to a doctor tell me something when I've never heard anything helpful? I mean, there are some extremes like that. I know you've probably had good experiences, some of you, but for the most part, it's not been pleasant. And I'm a second generation physician, so I'll be the first to tell you I have high standards myself. My mother was a family physician and an acupuncturist as well, and she was amazing. And she's not here, you know, to be my guest, which I, that would be my number one dream to have, be able to speak with her. So we're going to talk about her a bit. I got to say, I'm with you. I'm just as frustrated as you are about the system and the way it works. And the pandemic has really shed light on how bad it is. Now, is it broken? There is one way you could say is that it's broken and we got to replace it. But I think that the better thing to do is to see what works well with it, see what we can do to navigate through it, and then bring in other systems. And you need to be your best advocate. There is no choice. Otherwise, the system will gobble you up. Here's an example. My mother, who was a family physician and she was an acupuncturist, she had a practice for a little over 30 years and then she she had a diagnosis of brain cancer and it was locally aggressive and it would come back over and over again. She had seven surgeries over, I believe it was a seven-year period. And I saw the way she was treated and it's eye-opening when you have someone who was one of the early pioneers in family medicine. She was one of the first family physicians. And here she is in the hospital and I'm with her and I see this arrogant neurosurgeon resident. He comes in and he treats her like like dirt. I don't care if my mom was a janitor, CEO, physician, whatever. He shouldn't be talking to my mom like that. So I, I got really pissed off and I, I told him, I said, you shouldn't be talking to her like that. So he just kind of had that kind of shrug the shoulder response. And I'm thinking, wow, she worked all this time. And then she ends up retiring in the hospital. And she died when she was 62. I don't know about you, You've got to know someone who's probably had cancer in their 60s or died even younger than that. That's ridiculous. We're supposed to be living up to 100, even 110, 120. What are we doing? Our life expectancy is going down for the first time over the last three to four years. Our quality of life is terrible here. We don't live well. We've forgotten the basics. I want to show you the basics. That's what I found has restored my health to a place where I feel more vibrant. I'm on no medications. I eat well. I try to sleep well. And I try to feel well. I mean, feel like emotions to really practice, you know, an emotionally balanced life. I'm not saying I can't get pissed off or angry or sad or nervous. It's about how long I want to stay there and how long you stay there matters. There are so many things that drive why I want to do this. I don't know. I'm so obsessed with medicine. It's more that I'm obsessed with making a better world. And I have seen medicine from the inside. I've grown up with a, a doctor mom. I've watched it change. And now I want to change it to something better. I do offer services for those of you who want to take a deeper dive into understanding who you are, what your health diagnoses mean, what best ways you can navigate through the system. I want to be there and I want to be able to help you. This is something that needs to happen. The system won't do it for you. You have to do this for yourself. There's a very old fable that has been told through many religious traditions, and it has a really, really important philosophical message. And here it is. There were six blind men who were asked by 
a sage to examine an elephant, something they've never experienced before. So each of the blind men walked up to the elephant and they were all there at the same time. Each one was asked to describe to the sage, what is this? So one blind man touches the elephant. He says, ah, this is very thin. It must be a rope as he touches the tail. And another blind man touches the body of the elephant and says, ah, this must be a wall. And the third blind man says, this is very round. It must be a tree limb. And you have these three blind men that are insistent at what each of them thinks the elephant is, is the correct choice. So you end up having these three men arguing with one another. They cannot agree on anything. And finally the sage says, step back. The whole thing is the elephant, but each of you only will see or perceive what you experience yourself. And you can't just rely on that. You have to rely on multiple perceptions. And that's one of the problems with medicine today is that it relies entirely on a historical system that is limited in view and feels threatened by anything that disagrees with it. That's not how life works, right? I mean, you can't just say, uh, there's only one way to look at this. This is it. I'm not asking you to say that the heart is not a heart, but there are many ways of understanding the heart organ. There are also many un ways of understanding emotions and psychology, not just from Western point of view. But if you have the ability to understand things from many perspectives, you can put the picture together and you can have a holistic understanding of it. And that's what I'm really telling you today is that we need to have more than one system. And we have a very antiquated system right now that has constantly tried to squash and silence other systems when really all these systems can actually work very well together. There are other industries that have adopted multi-systems in the past with success and they thrive. And that's sort of the old saying of the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And that's absolutely true with medicine as well. And we can do it safely. But we have to have this start from a very, very early stage. And what I would argue is that we need to have it start in medical school. We have to have it start in grade school. We have to start teaching lifestyle medicine. Because if you don't learn that, if you don't learn how to care for your body and understand your body and listen to it, you're going to end up depending on the system. And the system right now is just not sustainable to take care of everyone at once. So will you start? I'll show you how. You have to be your best advocate. The system will not do it for you. And don't wait around for it because you may find yourself in a position, you may have already experienced that, you may have already come across a lot of obstacles, frustrations, known a friend or a family member or another loved one who has suffered through the system. You have to be able to understand it. We're not going to be able to replace it at this point. It will take a while, but what will work much more effectively is if you make the change yourself. You can't change other people. You can only change you. So that's what I'm here to do. This is why I'm taking the time, why I'm leaving clinical medicine to really focus on this. We have to do better. And I think you can do better. And I want you to do better. In order to create the future of health that matters to you, you need to first understand the history and context behind the current state of affairs in healthcare. The first season will cover general introductions to topics on the healthcare system and its history. I'll review with you the key strengths, weaknesses, differences, and similarities between two medical models, namely conventional Western and Chinese medicine. 
I begin to cover topics on self-care from the lens of Chinese medicine, bringing to you the elegance and simplicity of the ancients. Ancient medicine does have a place in modern medicine, perhaps now more than ever. I am really excited to share the first season with you over the next three months, which will include six episodes published two times a month. This podcast reflects a tapestry of art and science and also includes my passion for history and multiple perspectives across disciplines. Sometimes I'll bring guests from these disciplines on the show to have conversations that I neither had time nor permission to engage in while in the corporate medical world. Guests will include authors, doctors, professors, activists, and yes, Qigong masters. I'd love to hear from you. Please send me your comments, questions, or suggestions for future topics and guests you'd like to have on the show. You can find the contact form under the podcast tab at the website thirdopinionmd.org. Be sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast and submit a rating on your favorite podcast player. Third Opinion MD podcast is produced by me, Barbara Delatore, and is generously funded in part by a grant from the Regional Arts and Culture Council. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle. Any comments made by the host or guest on Third Opinion MD reflect opinions about healthcare and self-care. This podcast, any related blogs, books, or other media do not reflect medical advice or treatment of any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult with your physician for any medical issues that you may be having. I take no money from drug or device companies, and it is my mission to keep this podcast free from any commercial interests that may conflict with your personal interest in being well. Thank you for listening. For more information on this podcast and upcoming episodes, check out the website thirdopinionmd.org and subscribe.